0: The bus, From How to Barbecue Right, 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 right Studios me. in Hernando, Mississippi, down Rooster down. Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good morning, Matt. Morning, Derek.
1: Uh, so we're coming to you a day early. This is Thursday. July 22nd coming to you a day early because you were heading out of town this afternoon and we wanted to make sure we got this show out before you left. To be honest, I was not upset about not having to find a <laughs> guest host. And so this makes it kind of easier. Hopefully everybody doesn't mind. Um, but we've had a couple things happen since the last show. Well,
0: I think you're saying it's hard to find a guest host of this caliber. Really, that's where I think that's exactly what is that what saying. it is? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I give you a hard time. I'm I'm constantly looking for a guest host uh, I guess. I, There's times I'm looking for a guest host when you're actually here. So. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I, I I I guess uh, a lot of different things going on. Derek, let me tell you something that that went on for me two nights ago. Tuesday night, sitting there and I dozed off watching a basketball game. Uh, Heather wakes me up and um, we feel like somebody has shot out a window at our house with possibly one of those little Orby guns. Have you heard about that on Hernando oh. Happings or seen something like that?
1: I have not seen an Orby
0: gun. So an Orby's is a little bitty thing, like a little gel filled thing okay. that kids play with or have or use. Uh, one was in Evelyn's ear. Oh, Dr. God. Jeff Cunningham had to pull it out last year. Okay. Anyway, so let me, let, me, let me fast forward. So now there's guns that you can shoot, these little things, and now there's kids out there that are freezing them and shooting them. Oh, God. Um, at random people or random things or whatever. So, so I like used
1: to have those little plastic balls that, like, that we used to shoot the little okay. plastic or you know, little plastic BBs from okay, the like, yellow ones. Right.
0: So picture a BB gun, but picture something maybe double, triple the size, frozen. Shot out of a gun. Uh, so she wakes me up about ten fifteen and says, "Hey, I tried to call for you. I was like I said, to fall asleep. I called for you. Did you hear that? Whatever." So we look out, and our house, which we've lived in now for about eighteen years, and the glass has been perfectly fine thousands of times. People have mowed the grass, whether it be us or someone else, and uh, glass is shattered. Hmm. So she started looking on Hernando happenings, looking on some different things, and sure enough, um, they shot uh, somebody at Sonic uh, recently. And like oh, I wow. said. That's what I'm saying, these yeah. kids. So pay attention to what kids are doing. Pay attention to what they're doing. I swear I'm not trying to be, you know, get off my lawn guy. But at the same time, um, we think that that's maybe what had happened. And, uh, you know, so I, I called Wilson in there and was like, hey, man, do you know any of your, any of your friends that are spending the night together? Or right. I went outside looking for rocks or anything, stuff like that, trying to figure it out. And uh, we feel like that, that might be what it is. So if you know any – if your kids are out there doing that, um, just know it sucks. Um, you know, <laughs> just your house, yeah. It's an FYI. So, I've got to uh, you know repair a window now. So, uh, you and I live a few houses down from each other. So, um, you know. You Usually close your house down about nine o'clock. You know, pitch dark. So um, uh,
1: actually, kids, I'm open till two a.m. I know if you're coming by my house, so <laughs> yeah, don't come okay. by my house.
0: Right. I've, uh, Trick or treating, you're <laughs> done by nine thirty. So don't give me that stuff. So
1: uh, all right. And so I guess I've got a little better news in your mat since uh, our last show. Uh, I'm an uncle for the eighth time. That is true. Congratulations, uncle for the eighth time. Um, so, uh,
0: hey, my- can you do a little better? Can you be a better uncle this time? I mean, on number but, uh, eight, can you be a better <laughs> uncle versus the last seven? <laughs> well,
1: I, I, I'm such a good uncle that I'm actually going to pick up the brother of the baby that was just born, True. keeping him for the weekend. This weekend, I will be getting him uh, Friday afternoon, and he will be spending the weekend of, uh, with us. Uh, I guess Nephew Ward. Three years old, so it's been a while since I've had a three-year-old in the house. So I'm really looking forward to it.
0: So, can we talk about how you've never picked up a kids? You've never picked up kids that live in DeSoto County. Never helped them kids. out. So you, you'll drive them. <laughs> well, okay. Again, to be to be fair, <laughs> we would drive have. To Nashville.
1: We would have, but there, I have a mother and father-in-law on town that actually beat us to get kids that are Correct. in the county. That Correct. they actually would take them first, and I would be furious if I took them over them. So, uh, but yeah, so looking forward to having him for the weekend. So I'm getting pretty excited about that.
0: So you're going to be a bit busy this weekend entertaining him. That's a good job. Thank you for stepping up there as a as an uncle, and I, of course I joke around with you. I'm sure you're a, a perfectly fine uncle and, and everything, but you're going to be a bit busy this weekend, so not able to get out, look at houses, do different things. If you're wanting to get out this weekend, look around at houses. Look around in the DeSoto County market. It is a booming house market out there, Derek. Houses are selling For record prices, houses are staying on the market for record short pieces of time. A lot of people are trying to possibly sell the house by themselves. A lot of Fizbo's out there. Now's the time to work with a realtor. And you're not going to find a better realtor than Team Couch of Birch Realty Group, our 2021 presenting sponsor. Brian and Terry possess over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They're the number one team for well over a decade in the residential market here in DeSoto County. They possess over 25,000 closings since 2009. They are ranked as a top team in Mississippi by America's Best Real Estate Professionals Magazine, and they were recently voted the best realtor in DeSoto County for the fourth time. They are currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. That's a market analysis that will show you what your house should list for, should sell for, what things are happening in your neighborhood, what's going on within a mile radius of your home. They are offering a free, no-obligation, obligation, opportunity to learn more about the value of your home. You can find Brian and Terry and their team at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700, or find them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Again, do not go at it alone when it comes to this hot Hernando and DeSoto County real estate market. Work with a realtor, and there's no better realtor out there than Brian and Terry of Team Couch of Birch Realty. Speaking of no one better out there, our 2021 studio sponsor is the How to Barbecue Right Shop. How to Barbecue Right Shop is located right here in Hernando on Memphis Street. This store has everything a man needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. They have rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, and some of the best high-end smokers on the market. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right YouTube videos, you need to stop by his shop today. You can find him on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop or give them a call at 662 912-9947 that's 662-912-9947 but if you're in the market for things for this weekend or any of the weekends coming up you definitely want to stop by his shop located on memphis street right here in hernando again how to barbecue right shop our 2021 studio sponsor well, Derek, it's our second show of the day. I usually say Friday show, but it's our second show of the week, which means we just finished up the Hernando Alderman meeting. Happened two nights ago. Derek actually had to be there or ten, so he wasn't able to watch it on the YouTube station, which uh, after a two-hour long meeting, you were quite ready for it to be over. Tell us all about the Hernando Alderman meeting that happened just two nights ago. Had about twenty-eight items on the
1: agenda. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with number fourteen. We'll skim all the stuff at sure. the beginning. Uh, at number fourteen, this was the authorized to add lighting around the outside of the fitness track at Crookendall Park. Uh, they did have a discussion. They actually did get a some preliminary figures on what it would take to put lights, you know, around. To basically redo the football lights that are there, a couple hundred thousand dollars, Matt. So they, they kind of passed on that. They ended up basically approving what Mayor Ferguson had suggested back about a month ago, six weeks ago, uh, in the fact that you know those kind of um, the smaller lights that are closer to the track that energy was going to pay for, and it was going to cost them four hundred thirty dollars a month. So that's the option that they ended up going with. Uh, not too much discussion. It sounds like they probably had some communication on the front end. Hey, you know, doing the football lights at this time is just not viable. Trying to have you know, people playing sports at night. You know, the energy is going to put the lights in for free. It's four hundred and thirty dollars a month, which is basically what they're paying for out there already. They will come on automatically when it gets, you know, to dusk. Um, it will then t- uh, turn off at dawn, and so people that want to go out there yeah, at nighttime can, uh, you know, can walk and feel safe when they're out there.
0: So we talked about this about sixty days ago, right? That's right. Mayor Ferguson already said, "Hey, this is what we're planning on doing: four hundred thirty dollars a month." I understand looking into everything, but. Kind of wasted our time. I mean, yeah, they just want to. I, I guess mean, when it's all said and done, this could already be done and already it, be. It could people, have already been done be right. the, Yes, but that was yeah. a waste of time. Yes. So now, but luckily,
1: luckily, we're still in the summertime, <laughs> so it doesn't get dark till eight thirty, uh, and so these will, you know, definitely be in when the
0: daylight savings happens. We go back, I got and you. they'll be ready for that. Uh, next, and they come on automatically. No one has to turn them on. All That's that right. kind of stuff. You don't have to go whatever. find them to push and the button. <laughs> but the, but so they're not taking out the lights that are there. People can still push that button, yeah. right? Okay, so the football lights can stay, or they'll still be there if you want them. Or it's it's just maximizing more at a very efficient cost.
1: Right, and again, the, and the football lights was really just one light pole. I mean, literally just one light pole. Yeah,
0: we could have put lights on the trees if we still had trees.
1: <laughs> well, trees are gone. Hey, you know, the other thing, though, you know, if you do get those football lights fixed, yeah. then you're going to need, like, retaining walls to block the light yeah. from going. I mean, I mean it'll you know, probably shine all the way to what? No, oh, it's, it's
0: light pollution, definitely. Oh, a lot definitely. of light pollution. Next,
1: authorize the uh, Parks Department to enter into an agreement with DeSoto FC to rent the soccer fields for the fall 2021 and 2022 season and authorize the Mayor Johnson to sign the agreement. Now, there was some discussion on this. Uh, it sounds like that the alderman didn't really have any questions about the agreement itself. Uh, it sounds like that the terms were out there kind of outlined. The problem was is that they brought it uh, and they being the the parks department and basically the, the two groups, the the groups that are, excuse me, the three groups that are getting together to form this entity that they didn't really put it in contract form on the agenda. It says that they, they wanted mayor Johnson to sign the agreement. Well, you know, one of the aldermen brought up pretty quickly, hey, this is not in a form to sign. It's a lot of talking points and it looks, you know, we can understand it. It looks good. I didn't really hear anybody object to the amount of the payment or the rent that was happening at all. It was more, okay, this is good, but this is not really to sign. Hey, Stephen, Pittman, our new city attorney. Have you had a chance to look at this? No, we had not. So the city attorney had not even approved the contract. So they kind of sent it back. They tabled it to uh, August 3rd, saying, "Hey, put this in form. Make sure." Uh, one other point was is that uh, Alderman Award Six brought up that the, the parents don't know. You know what happens if it rains? You know they're promised three. You know three days a week. But what happens if it rains? Do they get to add that day to another week right. or we just tell them they have to eat it because we're sorry. So they, there needs to be so, so you know the parks department's not getting calls all the time about, Hey, we need our day back or Hey, we need our hours back. That was a very good point. It actually protects Michael, Michael, who is the head of the soccer side of the, the um, parks department. It protects him from getting those phone calls and having to make those decisions. So they wanted to, you know, detailed what happens under those scenarios, you know, all that kind of thing. So, they do plan on having it in, in a contract form, having Stephen to approve it, bring it back to the uh, meeting on the third to then approve. I think Alderman Award two was very, you know, he was very um, specific when he said, "Look, make sure it is. He's seen it. Make sure it's in a form to be signed because if not, it's going to cost you another two weeks." We both know that soccer season starts August first. The next meeting's August 3rd, so you know, hopefully they're only losing two days by having to do this. Uh, if not, it could be another 14 days that they lose if they don't have it right come August 3rd. So, those, Is the
0: contract going to be year-to-year? Is it like an annual contract? So really in Chile, DeSoto Football Club should say, hey, we're going to sign a contract for 62 practice dates, and if, we, if one gets rained out, we just don't use that one. That's that that, Yeah, they, yeah. May, they
1: may take it that way. That's, That's right. Or, is, yeah. okay, or may, it may just be, hey, look, we've got, you've got three days a week. If it don't work out, you just lose it, and they maybe say, you know what, well, that's fine, you know, because they have to have, you know, rec gets priority, and sure. Michael's, you know, from the parks department, he made sure rec does get priority, um, but you know, you do want to. They're paying twenty thousand dollars. Sure, that's that's the so that's, the, that's the
0: figure we're looking at twenty thousand dollars, which all fair you mentioned, uh, we were typically getting sixteen grand from the parks department, so it's actually a better deal financially extra 20 extra $4,000 to help cover mowing, upkeep, spraying, all that kind of stuff. That's right. So that's a good deal uh, right there. So is is DeSoto Football Club only going to practice at uh, Hernando Fields? At no, time? also
1: practice up in South Haven. They'll okay. be splitting time between South Haven and Hernando to make it fair. Uh, but, you know, our, our whole thing was, well, if Express is going to merge and if we're not going to have a Hernando-based only, you know, competitive team, that that's fine, but you have to use our fields. You have to try to promote, you know, get a couple tournaments to sure. us every year. Okay. And so that's all in the, that all will be in the contract. Yeah, sounds good. All right, next. Uh, this was the except the lowest and best quote for upgrading the water line on Memphis Street. For fire protection, economic development, it was approved. But the, what one of the aldermen, at the alderman of War Two, he wanted to make sure that it was understood: this is not for a specific business, because uh, there was a lot of talk about you know a, a business coming in to the oldest soda times building, or, or the owner wanting to upgrade that, and not being able to get sprinklers because the city doesn't have water right there. Uh, but he was saying, you know, this started years ago, bringing the that water line from Robertson Road. Uh, it it's, had now gone as far as a Valley Street. And so basically, it's just taking that on from Valley Street to the Square. Sure. So it's not just for one; it's for all those businesses to benefit, and you know, for fire protection. Right now, they don't have enough pressure, maybe to get the you know the, the top fours of these new condos or, or townhomes that are yeah, being sure. built. So you know, it's a lot of use for it. So he just want to make get on the record that no, it's not for one business. This is for the entire street, and so it was approved. The next one, Matt. This is the one that uh, had a lot of discussion. All the number twenty authorized Joe Lauderdale, city engineer, to produce plans and advertise for bids to run water lines to the Fieldhouse property on Green Tea Road for fire protection and future economic development. Now, a lot of discussion on this because it was for a specific project mentioned in the agenda. That's not probably how it should have been presented. Greg Drumwright uh, uh, what the Fieldhouse did ask for that. He said, look, putting this in, could you all help me out? Right now, the water tap ends at Old McInvale and Green Tea Road. Obviously, this is now shifted over a couple hundred yards, and then he's on the east corner of that so it's a little ways down could you you know kind of bring it maybe to the next now, now we're New McInvale and Green Tea could you bring it to there and so they kind of talked about it and he's saying you know I'd like he wanted it ready for about October when his building's going to be ready and they said well we don't there's no money there to do that so this was just to produce bids now this is not to get the project just you know they were trying to authorize either to get bids Alderman from Ward 2 who was the only really the only one that's been on the board for a while has said hey look there's other projects that we've passed on that we did not do this for that we didn't reach out, we didn't try to help them with their water, we didn't try to get them the services. So why are we going to try to help this person? I can see his point there. However, it's not just for this person. It's obviously for a lot of the development around there. We, you know, you and I know of a couple places that have already bought land out there uh, that are more than likely coming. Of course, Madison Lakes is going to be right there. So it's. I would think it's more of a development area. Uh, But that's not how some of the aldermen saw it. And also because it cannot be done by October, which I think was kind of the way this agenda item was written. More discussion happened now for the others. Y'all wondering, well, now, you know, what happens if this is turned down, which it was, how is he going to get water? Well, there's, he already has done the surveying and everything. They've got enough water in a well on the site. So he'll, he's going to dig a well, put the well in. There'll be plenty of water for the field house. It's just obviously Everybody that goes out there is going to either have to look to do that, or again petition the city to help them get the water line down. Greg was offering to pay for a part of the water line, uh, which I don't know if the other developers in the past have done that, but he didn't give an amount. He just said a part. Again, it was voted, kind of discussed. I had also actually thought about standing up and saying something during the meeting because I didn't understand. We're not talking about putting the project in; we're just talking about getting bids. So my thought was, well, why go ahead and get the bid? At least you'll know the amount. So if you don't want to do it now, when you're prioritizing for the future, you know about a ballpark figure what it's going to be. Unbeknownst to me and everybody else watching or in the crowd or the public at large was that the um, city engineer had given estimates. On what an eight-inch waterline could be uh, would cost, and what a twelve-inch waterline would cost uh, for the kind of the, the yardage that was being talked about to get this done. So they did have figures in mind. Uh, we were not made aware of that, and so that's you know so maybe you don't have to do a bid because they did have some ballpark figures. But so they, they took a vote. It was voted down six to one. Motion was to deny the bids, to deny the the authorization of the bids. Uh, one alderman voted no to that denial. That was Bruce Robinson. He was for go ahead and get in the bids. Uh, everybody else and that's uh, Alderman Ward 3. All the everybody else voted no. And again, they had you know some of them was because it hadn't been done in the past. Some of them was because
0: it sounded to them like it was for this specific project uh, and, and which it, you mentioned a second ago, maybe it shouldn't have been worded that way. Well, yeah, should've it, it shouldn't have
1: been worded that or it should have been okay, well, maybe if if you know of two or three or four companies coming in, maybe they could have all gotten together and said, "Hey, we'll help with this cost or this is what we're trying to do and you know, I think, Matt, what the overall thing was, and and I did end up talking to uh, a couple of the aldermen, was, look, I understand that. I understand why maybe it was not worded correctly or maybe this seemed like a unique thing for this. And it it is a specific uh, company mentioned in the agenda item. But my whole thing is like, let's don't be scared to look at prioritizing and go ahead and getting bids and whatever it happens to be for priorities that are upcoming. Because we are getting some money now. I'm sure every alderman already has a project that they want to see that's number one on their list with the $3.7 million or more that's coming to the city over the next 6 to 12 months. So I'm sure that they already have that. But that's fine. But do we know what the cost of those are? And let's, let's don't worry about necessarily, okay, we can't get this done in two months. I vote no. Well, that's fine, but let's make sure that we're not voting no for two years from now, five years from now, ten years from now. That's a very valuable corner, Getwell Road. It's two, uh, 269. Very valuable corner that Hernando also is part of. That's all four corners are in Hernando. It does not have sewer and water. At some point, those, you know, if you want to put a gas station right there right now, you cannot because you don't have sewer or water. And so, those are all the kind of things a lot of infrastructure needs for Hernando. You know, I think the majority of this money will be spent on that. But I, I just don't, I hope that the aldermen are not short sighted in thinking that. And we may have to borrow some of that money in the future. We may have to borrow money to get some of this stuff done. Not saying that this is right or wrong for this project, but let's, I hope that there are, you know, a lot of us, you know, Progressive sometimes it gets a negative term. We need to be progressive in making sure we have the infrastructure ready for development in the
0: future. You and I are just staring at each other. I'm just calmly looking at things. Derek, that's the future northern entrance of Hernando? Yes. Period. Yes. That is the next 15, 20, 25 years of Hernando, Mississippi. There is a major something coming to that exit mm-hmm. in the next two years that will shape Hernando in that area for the next 30 The fact that we're not attacking that area as hard as we want to, getting ready, water, preparing for it, doing all that kind of stuff, to me is short-sighted, and I, I hope that changes soon. Well, I do, too. And, again, it's
1: not just that exit. I mean, this Mackinville Road will go all the way to Star Landing Road. Correct, yes. I mean, we, we know this. The county, the city of South Haven is already working on extending Sweeney from Star Landing to adjoin the Sweeney that already goes up halfway uh, from Pleasant Hill Road north uh, towards Star Landing. So that's going to be cut through. So you're going to be able to get on Mackinville Road. Get off 69 and drive north to South Haven. Yep, sure. Uh, and so, again, I hope that everybody's, you know, just, it's good. That is a tremendous corner. We, we said it on Tuesday that the mayor thinks it's the
0: most important, most exit important
1: economic exit yes. in the Memphis metropolitan area. Right. So, now, la-
0: yeah, last Thursday, the mayor says this may be the most important exit yeah. in the Me- Memphis Mid South area. And the following Tuesday, we can't even run water to it. Right.
1: Well, at this time. At this time. And again, I'm not saying it wasn't watered poorly. I'm not saying that maybe they had it specifically, okay, for this company, we can't give water just for one company. Let's move on. But I hope that in the future, if this comes back up, that's as that considered as we're looking to more, because more businesses will be
0: coming. More in businesses will be coming to that area. The field house happens to kind of be the first business in that area. The fact that we're not attacking that corner and that exit, that has been worked on for years to me is is extremely short-sighted and and incorrect. And
1: and people that are listening that saying, well, it wasn't done for my business. I I, I feel for you. You know, I'm sorry that if you think that you were, you were short-sighted or whatever, slighted uh, by that not happening, I understand, you know, sympathetic for that. However, this is a new board. That board, this board did not vote on that project. Correct. And because of past sins, we, we can't look to make future sins you know, of, of the same nature, right? I mean, you've got to be able to, okay, that was a mistake. Let's don't make the next mistake going forward. So I, that's kind of all I want to say. you know. Say yeah,
0: exactly. That. I mean, we, we want to be a um, – you and I obviously talk a lot about growth, talk about like commercial stuff. You're in banking. We pay attention to those type things. That exit is the northern entrance of Hernando for the next 30 years. And this was an opportunity to go ahead and start getting started. Okay, I mean,
1: just, just, yeah. just pricing it. Just pricing it. Just pricing it. That's all we are looking
0: for. Moving on. All sorry. right,
1: next. Next was really quickly. I don't know if anybody has seen the project at South Street and Ice Plant Road. Uh, there was a, a brick wall that's been put up as a retaining wall across from the track. Yes. Developer Jim Kimberlin put a brick fence in Correct, to kind of, you know, yes. help with the project, kind of make it a little more private. Unfortunately, he put it on city property. <laughs> And so he had to ask for variance. It was supposed to be five feet from the road. He only put it three feet from the road. Uh, Yes. So it's on city property. So they basically had to say, uh, we acknowledge that it's on our property. We're conveying that two feet to you, but did uh, are going to write it up so that it now falls up under the HOA that is formed by that townhome association. And so anything that happens in the future, whether or not a car hits, it knocks a brick wall down, it crumbles or whatever. It's on the HOA that the city has no liability toward that. Got it. Uh, so that was done. Uh, the next one went back to the Fieldhouse area. Now this is a request to rezone 13 and a half acre tract of land on the North side of grantee road, just East of the Fieldhouse property. Again, uh, Greg was there, uh, went up there and kind of talked about what this was. And so it's for, he called it future development, whether kind of tied into his project, maybe something adjacent, adjacently related to his project uh, that's going to be coming there, plus additional parking for both his project and whatever may future be coming there. There was an objector to this. There's a homeowner that sits next to this project and the actual new piece of land wraps around his house that said, hey, look, since the beginning of this field house project, the dirt that's been pushed out It's causing runoff into my my property. It's caused a natural, now a water ditch to be made in my property. You know, I've been complaining about it. I have nobody to go to. I've complained, you know, I've tried to talk to my alderman, which they knew about it. But other than that, People like me don't have any recourse. We don't have any avenue to you know, put some kind of recourse back on the developer as, hey, this is not being done right. How could I be made whole? He's right. He yes. was right because there is no planning director. So the mayor, you know, to his credit, said, you're right. You don't have anywhere to go. Basically gave him his number. Yeah, <laughs> Here's sure. my number. And so I will advocate for you until we get the position field. It ended up what looks like the first was going to be kind of one of those cringeworthy, contentious type of issues Greg walked up there. They kind of stood, you know, not, neither one of them being really defensive. It was more of a, I apologize. Yes, we understand that's happening. Um, you know, our engineering drawings did show this. Obviously, we didn't know the, the dramatic effect. And uh, with the new project, we will make sure it's not going to harm your property anymore. The mayor said, hey, we want to sit down. I'll tell you what, I'll sit down with you. Greg, you can bring your engineer. We'll have a meeting before we start any kind of, if this is approved, before we start any kind of dirt work, this goes on. And again, it was was a great conversation in a public meeting. The way that it should be handled, I I thought it went very well. They kind of hashed it out. Two things, you know, I felt for the guy because, you know, you're like, well, man, what Greg said, which is true, said, hey, but, but me doing this makes your property a lot more valuable. The guy acknowledged, yes, it does. However, I've been here 30 years, and my kids have never known another
0: house. Well, he's not concerned about that. I, I'm I, saying his house has more value, but when it's all said, no, 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 that doesn't matter to him. I mean, the ditches exist. Right, no, it, it exists. Was, yeah. I'm
1: saying, I'm saying that, but people people that say, well, why are you mad? Your, your house is twice the value. Well, no, it no, may I be, agree, yes. but I don't, I don't want to sell it because yes, I've yes. raised my kids here. They've never known anything. I, I you understand. As, right. a, as a father, I completely understand that. So felt a little sympathetic, but again, they worked it out. Uh, because of that agreement, verbally in a public meeting, the alderman did approve it to go ahead and, and rezone it from AR right.
0: to C2 did uh, Joe Frank say well why don't we use the the uh, water runoff <laughs> let's <laughs> to, use this guy's water, water runoff to <laughs> fix the whole problem about if, I mean if the board of aldermen are going to vote no to the water let's use this guy's water runoff as the water uh, solution so anyway yeah hey, and then the pres- last, hey, hey, last thing yeah the yeah. last
1: thing was just a really quick that uh, small it, the two lot subdivision up in Nesbit uh, they did approve it, but it was interesting because this is something I don't know if people think about. It. I know we, you know we've run a little long, but that because when when you make it a, a residential lot, which they did, you know, is that now it requires sidewalks, it requires curb and gutter, right? this is so if you're taking a piece of this, what this sounds like happening, and the the uh, interim city planner did a good job explaining this. Hey, yes, this sounds like a parent subdividing so it for a child to build their house on their property. That's great. You just made it a city lot. Now you have to put a sidewalk in, now you have to put curb and gutter, and because that's what required by the city for an, a subdivision lot, this is what it has to have. You know, So if you waive this, which is what was being asked, if you waive this requirement for this, just understand that there's a commercial business catty corner to this that's looking to start building that's going to request the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so you're setting a precedent if you vote for this, they voted for it. So Very we'll see what happens in the future.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens in the future right there. So that's all from the Hernando Alderman meeting. That's it. Uh, you had to sit there for two hours as a member of the Hernando Soccer Association, and they tabled the stuff that you need to talk about. So that well, is you correct. got to see it in person. <laughs> that, Were you taking notes and stuff? Look like a little bit of uh-huh, journalists yeah, and yeah. stuff? If you, if you taking those, notes? You take, oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> your handwriting's terrible, so I can't read a thing. Great job by the Board of Aldermen. Uh, you know, I say... It is what it is on some different things, um, but, you know, two-hour meeting. So uh, thanks for the work for the city. Thanks for what you do for the well, city and their so forth.
1: there's first real meeting. And what is uh, – well, this last thing, I know we got one other thing we want to mention for the city, but it's interesting that, you know, they, this is their second meeting, their first real meeting. The right. first one was 18 minutes and they're out, just basically approving everybody. But they still haven't been trained. Yeah. so the, the state of Mississippi allows you to go through two alderman meetings making decisions before they even train you how to do it which is right. I thought was kind of interesting.
0: Very interesting because but the training comes next week they're going to be going down to Biloxi uh, as a board as a group you know you guys are going to, to learn how the city government works and those type things and so so uh, that that's pretty uh, an interesting thing one more thing before we leave uh, Hernando let's talk about Derek you can go to the city's website you can go to the city's website we're not going to give instructions here or talk about it in detail but the Mackinville changes for when school starts, correct? That's right. Well, I mean, it's starting July 30th. Starting July 30th, the Mackinville changes that are happening all around Hernando Hills Elementary School. Obviously going to affect uh, school drop-off and pick-up. Take a look at that. Go to the city's website. Click on that. Learn the traffic flow that's going to be happening around Hernando Hills. We are not going to go into it. Uh, not a very good pod, really, to tell you all about traffic flow. Well, you can't see it. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, go to the city's website. I've already seen it on Instagram. Click on it. Learn about it. Look at it. Lord knows it'll be on Hernando Happenings. Click on that so you can learn and see how Mackinville is going to flow uh, after July 30th. Uh, let's move up to South Haven. You said not a whole lot of stuff going on. Mayor's report, of course. What happened South Haven Alderman meeting uh, last Tuesday?
1: Uh, really, there's th- three things I'm going to cover. Uh, the first being the authorization to seek bids for the amphitheater improvements. Yep. Now, we do want to talk about this quickly. Now, I thought I was going to get a detailed explanation of everything that they're asking for. And again, City of South Haven does put all of their information in a packet, 400, 500 pages long. City of Hernando does not. Uh, we're not, as I said, I didn't know about the bids that, uh, for the water, the 8 and 12 inch water lines that Joe Frank had kind of estimated uh, because we're not allowed to see it. City of South Haven, you would be able to see that. Uh, but unfortunately, the reason I didn't see it is because it wasn't in there. What this really was, it was a uh, to approve a task order. So what they're doing is they're asking for, for a task order, for a two-phase approach with alternates. So now he has given the uh, the developer saying, "Okay, now give us the two-phase approach. You know, like if we have uh, if we do this, how much is going to cost? If we add this, if we put maybe a concession stands here and here, if we uh, the VIP area if it's this large or this, la- so it's going to be different alternates. It's Kind of a flowing work order. That's right. And Very so, interesting. And okay." So- that was uh, so design and building process. He called the mayor called it grocery shopping. Okay. so we can kind of pick and choose what we want to do. We'll know the prices, and so yeah. So they, they went ahead and authorized the task order to start getting those different I guess prices for different items to be able to kind of see uh, if you're doing a, you know a la carte. Okay, now this is what we want for our okay. amphitheater. So right. again, that was approved. Next, the resolution for the Purple Heart Trail. Proclamation of the Purple Heart City. Now, I didn't know what this was. I went and researched this. What they did was, and they did approve this, Church Road is now known as a Purple Heart Trail. Uh, The Purple Heart Trail was established in 1992 by the military order of the Purple Heart to create an honorary system of roads and highways that pay tribute to the recipients of the Purple Heart and as a reminder to those who use the highway that others have paid a price for their freedom to travel in a free society. So the entire stretch of road of Church Road in the city of South Haven all the way east to west uh, will be a Purple Heart Trail and will have signs on Church Road designated as such.
0: Is that something Olive Branch is going to uh, kind of monitor that and, and do the same type thing that way from Church Road from the beginning to the end? Kind
1: of? I would hope that they would pick it up. Horn Lake would pick sure. it up. Walls yeah. uh, would take it all because it does go to 61. So, you know, to be able to go all the way from east to west in the county, I think it would be a, a great you know, show of support for those people who have, you know, not necessarily given the the, the ultimate calls, but have given you know parts of their Absolutely. their body. They're, these are people that have been wounded in battle. Yes, uh, and to honor them in that way, I thought it was very great. Did not know that this Purple Heart Trail existed, uh, but I thought it was pretty cool. And so now Church Road in South Haven will will be that.
0: Very interesting. Good to know.
1: Uh, and the last thing is the there was one application we mentioned uh, in the planning agenda. It was approved. Really no discussion. Uh, she got through it pretty quickly. Uh, so the last thing we want to talk about is the mayor's report. The first part of the mayor's report was something I had not heard yet from the Hernando Alderman meeting. Uh, every two years, the county hires a company to do a GIS drone of the county. So they send yes. a drone up in the air, Correct. and they just fly over the entire county and snap pictures. Uh, they do this every two years just to update it, to be able to put it out on maps. So you can go on the GIS map, be able to pull up what a building looks like, a, a piece of land looks like. $45,000 to do this. Uh, the cities have agreed to split this cost pro rata uh, based on population. And so the city of South Haven approved. South Haven spending $13,615 for this drone.
0: Yeah, the, look, the GIS, the county GIS uh, is awesome. It's always, Really, really good yep. job. Yeah.
1: So that was a pro. So I'm assuming it'll be coming up on Hernando soon, uh, and then Olive Branch, Horn Lake, etc. Next, the Disney Dean World Series wrapped up a couple of weeks ago. Very successful event. Matt Zero of the tournaments uh, as part of that, you know, age groups were rained out because
0: of the new turf fields. New turf fields. I mean, great job. So we
1: we know the rain that we've had uh, over the last month. uh, And so no games were lost because of that, which again, shows you that the investments already paid off because they didn't lose those hotel rooms, those teams canceling uh, because of
0: rain. Phenomenal job.
1: Next, the neighborhood parks, uh, the new playground, at uh, central Park that we've talked about is being put in. It will be ready in the next 10 days, hundred thousand dollars completely paid for by the tourism tax. So, congratulations on that. So, if you like Central Park, if you go up there, look for that new playground, $100,000 plastic playground. That's a, that's a very nice playground. Central
0: Park is where the lights are for Christmas. In case you're wondering, yep. Central Park is where the lights are right off of Chillahoma Road in South Haven. Yeah, I'll have to check that out.
1: Yeah, and last, the bridge. The bridge going over from uh, May Boulevard uh, connecting uh, the Snowden Grove to Silo Square. It's coming together. It is currently on time, and it will should be finished around late September, first
0: week of October. I mean, we talked about it. Just a really, really neat project right there under Get well. It's going to be an awesome project for the next 25 years for uh, connecting Silo Square to Snowden Grove, uh, baseball fields, amphitheater. Just a really, really neat project. Um, you know, can't wait for it to be finished, and it looks good. Well, that's going to wrap up our South Haven. Just a basic touch on South Haven, Auburn meeting Derek. We did have something we we rarely talk about the county supervisors, uh, you know, much, but something did come out of this particular county supervisors meeting this past Monday uh, that kind of piqued our interest, something uh, pertaining to schools and kind of what things are looking like from a COVID-19 situation. What you got?
1: This really piqued my interest because of something that came up during the meeting. As you said, we're not going to cover COVID right now. What came out of the meeting is is that during the meeting, the EMS director, so the DeSoto County EMS director, Mark Davis, was talking to the supervisors about you know everything that's going on with COVID, about the rising, uh, I guess, cases in the county. And he brought up the DeSoto County schools. Now, we know that the schools have released. They've said that, you know, no mask at schools, that we're going to be in person, et cetera, et cetera. Basically, all of the guidelines, the six foot apart, all that kind of thing has gone away. I mean, that, that's what the DeSoto County schools have set up to this point. Uh, will not be in place. we Will be back to normal for this year. But they will be giving you free lunches and free breakfast uh, because of the Department of Agriculture, you know, basically paying for it. Great news. Well, he brings up that, and this is again, I'm, I'm going to quote here because I want to make sure that this is uh, said correctly. The DeSoto County Schools, it says that they brought up their points of emphasis, but he said that speaking on the Mississippi State Department of Health guidelines, Davis said unvaccinated teachers, staff, and students should be screened weekly for COVID. Now, not would be, not, uh, it, you know, has to be. He said that his opinion, they should be uh, screened weekly for COVID. And then, Matt, this is the next part that I want to make sure is Real quick, when you
0: say screened, are you, you're you saying tested. It's it,
1: Tested, screened, yeah. that's what you see as, yeah. okay. The, screened weekly for, t- for COVID. And then, and this is in quotes from uh, Mr. Davis, the EMS director of DeSoto County. If you're going to play sports, you're going to have to be tested once a week. Now, that didn't say should. If you're going to play sports, you're going to have to be tested once a week. DeSoto County schools, this is still in quotes, DeSoto County schools didn't mention that in their guidelines. Now, I'm not don't know what that means. I do not know if it means this is the way he interprets what the Mississippi Department of Health, which did put out new guidelines last Friday, if that was actually in there. I have not read the full report. It's not been in any highlights that I've seen. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's his opinion when he says you're going to have to do this because we, you know, just to make sure we are safe, or if he believes that maybe the MHSAA is going to come out and say this is what's going to be required if you want to play sports, you know, in the state of Mississippi. Now, again, we know Desoto County Schools. They may say, "Well, we're not going to test our students. We're fine. This is, you know, we kind of run our own thing," which they do. But if something the state-mandated for you to play sports, that could be another issue. Now, we don't know what that means. Sure, I'm just reading you the quote, but it really caught my eye when he says you're going to have to be tested once a week to play sports. That's a lot of tests. If we're talking about volleyball, because this is for the fall, you have volleyball, you have football, you have cheerleading, you have, uh, you know, Fall soccer starting for both girls and, and guys. So uh, that's a lot of tests per week. Who pays for those tests? So luckily, I guess for us as a uh, Rooster Productions, Corey Olsutton is being interviewed by our brother podcast, OB Pod, uh, this weekend, toward the end of this week, uh, and will be uh, on the show
0: Monday. Yeah. And so, they, I, they release a Monday show really early Monday mornings.
1: I, I, and I do expect this question to come up in the interview. Now, I don't know if it will be edited out because you know, no comment – or if it'll actually be discussed, but I do know that, that this question probably will come up. it be interesting to see, because I have not seen anything that says that, but this is the EMS director telling the supervisors, again, supervisors are not DeSoto County schools, but telling the supervisors that they will have to be tested in order to play sports. So that kind of caught my eye. Usually don't, you know, uh, that's, I hope that you understand why I was talking about this today. <laughs>
0: sure. And uh, inside the United States of America, we have not approved a vaccine for 12 and up, correct? That is correct. That is correct. We have to, that is yes, correct. 16 and up, we have not been approved. Again, for emergency use, rarely have you and I talked about this or gone into in-depth. How are you going to tell a lady that chooses to not be vaccinated who's a teacher, a secretary, a... Lunchroom lady, whatever she is, chooses not to be vaccinated. That is her choice. How are you going to treat her or him any different than another teacher? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that, that, that's it's mind boggling. You're, you're talking yeah. about this, the, the screening weekly. That was right. Yeah, Let's we're going to screen weekly. Um, we're going to test what. Derek, they didn't do that last year, a year ago. Right. And we have a 12 months of more data, history, uh, information about COVID when it pertains to 18 year olds and younger than we had a year ago and now we're gonna test weekly. We didn't test last week last year. Yeah, and, and again, now I'm looking forward to this. this under is that
1: point it yeah. was should. He said should. should now that okay. was yeah, he said it should based on what the Mississippi Department of Health is telling you. Under the sports part, he says have to.
0: Have to, right. Okay. Yeah.
1: So again, I just wanna make that clarification <laughs> between the two between you know, teachers getting it. And then actually people playing sports, there is a should versus a have to, I don't know if that's his opinion overall. I, I don't have any other information. Sure. I just want to make sure if people, this, uh, the, the quotes came out again, I did not attend this meeting. Uh, the quotes came out of the DeSoto times.com. So if you want to find the article, it's, it is on DeSoto times.com. Uh, but they in my research and trying to find, you know, articles and, 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 information to talk about for this show. I did come across that and thought that, Hey, once we'll just want to make sure people are aware of this. And it, is that a talking point or, Or is there something from the state that we're not being told?
0: Well, Derek, you know, as a show, you and I have chosen not to necessarily – you know, we don't come out and talk about uh, COVID-19 a ton. I mean, we we just – we just don't. We don't talk about that um, a, a lot, but we wanted to visit with you a little bit about that because school's about to be in session. The OB Pod will be interviewing Corey Russellton uh, sometime this week uh, for the show on uh, which will come out early Monday morning. So look for the OB Pod when it comes to an interview with Corey. He may not talk about this. We're not exactly sure, but he will be. Uh, I have a feeling he will be asked about it because the COVID nineteen policy is important to the the, the next uh, you know ten months of most of our lives when it comes to schools and the county schools and so forth. Well, Derek, a lot of stuff. The uh, Hernando Alderman meeting, South Haven Alderman meeting, talked a bit about the county supervisors and their, uh, Mr. Davis's comments there, which is, uh, it's important for us to pay attention to the gentleman that's directing the EMS, uh, you know, emergency medical services here in the county. That's the reason we, we brought it up. So great work from a local, uh, South Haven and then county, uh, work right there. Well, Derek, speaking of uh, teamwork and speaking of great work. Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local state foreign provider, is
1: located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 662-429-5213, again 662-429-5213, or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency.
0: Derek, you mentioned uh, maybe two hours of discussion at the Hernando Alder meeting a couple of nights ago. Definitely something they can agree on is the success of the Hernando Farmers Market. The Hernando Farmers Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and the agricultural traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh, local experience. The Hernando Farmers Market takes place on the historic Hernando Square every Saturday morning from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. from May 1st through October. Again, that's 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. May 1st through October on the Hernando Square. For more information about the Hernando Farmer's Market, reach out to Gia Matheny, the Community Development Director, at 662-449-9092. That's 662-449-9092. Again, contact Gia Matheny if you'd like to be a vendor or Or for more information, we'll see you this weekend at the Hernando Farmers Market. North Point Christian School continues to
1: enroll for 2021-2022, and some grades are getting close to capacity. PK, JK, 3rd, 8th, and 9th grade are close to being full. Come and see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. North Point is honored to have been voted DeSoto's Best Middle School and DeSoto's Best High School by the DeSoto Times Tribune. Come and see why they have been voted best. Contact Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127 or email her at ssheron at ncstrojans.com. Schedule your personal tour. Don't delay
0: call today. Podcast continues to be brought to you by Magical Destinations of Hernando. Whether it's a trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, a tropical getaway, a cruise, a Gulf Coast family vacation, anywhere east, west, north, and south in America, these ladies can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here under the water tower. Give Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher a call today to start planning your magical getaway. You can reach them at 662-469-6304. That's 662-469-6304. Or you can find more information about Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher at Magical Destinations Unlimited on Facebook and Instagram. That's Magical Destinations Unlimited on Facebook and Instagram. Give them a call today for Christmas plans, spring break plans, or even next summer. Reach out to Magical Destinations of Hernando today. Well, Derek, it's our second show of the week. Again, not our Friday show. We're coming to you on a Thursday morning, July 22nd. As we, uh, Derek mentioned earlier, I've got to go out of town, so definitely wanted to move our show up. But doesn't change that we want to give you the DeSoto County shout-outs. Our first shout-out is going to be all about the Water Tower Sessions Last Friday had some weather come through. The Water Tower Sessions was were set up, ready to go. Had some weather come through about four o'clock, and again at seven. So we pushed that. I say we, Mr. Hippie Music and Rooster Productions, the Water Tower Sessions. We pushed that to next Friday, July thirtieth. It'll be happening in the same place, Panola Street Courtyard. We will be having an amazing night again. Weather permitting, of course. I mean, you we're have permitting. to kind of say that. Weather permitting. We've made a few changes to our VIP tables. Now our VIP tables, are we're offering uh, two bottles of wine, uh, appetizer, those type things there at the with the VIP tables. VIP simply means the best seat in the house. That's the goal. The best seat in the house. And but, Garrett, but it only comes as a table. You can't, it only comes as a table. You're right. If you want the best seats in the house, you definitely want to look into that VIP table. Includes eight tickets. The better seats, the better tables are going to go fast. So if you're interested in that, single. Singer Songwriter Night, Water Tower Sessions, Grace Askew, Mallory Everett, and Stephen Michael. If you were not able to make it last week, um, but you're back in town and you enjoyed the first one, you definitely want to get your tickets uh, for that. Next Friday, July 30th, we will be back. Our second Water Tower Sessions that got pushed from the 16th. Through the thirtieth, again weather permitting, can't wait. Actually, Grace Askew will be on our podcast next Tuesday. Going to sit down with her, learn more about her, uh, you know, sp- speak to her about her travels. I think she's lived in m- multiple places. Just a really, really big f- uh, following, Miss Grace Askew. Going to sit down with us early next week for our Tuesday podcast. So looking forward to that. Second water tower sessions coming up. Derek, August sixth, first Friday back porch party. The Soto Arts Council. You are a member of that board. Tell us more about that. The first Friday back porch party on august 6th
1: august 6th right behind the disorder arts council uh right there on 51 so it'll back up to uh, memphis street Uh, it's gonna be from 7 to 9 7 to 9 p.m that evening they are having music that night catching javelin yes Catching Javon will be playing. Uh, so, again, if you want to You come better out, catch it. I mean, you, <laughs> if you don't catch it, I'm just saying, if it's coming at you, you better. Well, unless it's. Do you remember Lamar? Uh, I know
0: Lamar. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Lamar, Lamar from Revenge of the It, it was, uh,
1: it was uh, flexible. But yes, Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yes, August 6th, first Friday, Back Porch Party. Again, it's a great event. If you're a member, you get to, uh, I think, get a couple drinks uh, will be included. Uh, if not, it's $5. They have a bar where you can purchase drinks. $5 to come sit, listen to music, uh, just enjoy the outdoor. They do have a waitress come over from Underground Cafe that will take your order and bring it to you. Wow! Okay. Uh, So again, just a great night. So hopefully again, weather permitting that they are able to have that and just come see if you've never been to the Arts Council, you you can go on the back porch and listen to the music, but also walk in. I mean, several local artists have wonderful just paintings, pottery, you know, all kinds of things that you can buy in there. So it it is a gift store, gift shop. So please come and just you can uh, give them some business or just come for a couple hours and listen to wonderful music as the
0: sun goes down uh, in just a, a beautiful city in Mississippi. Derek, a lot of our listeners will want to know if they come on that august 6th uh 7th to 9th the subtle arts council will you be there that night
1: as a caveat as long as there's not something for school okay because it is you know I, I know that on the 7th my son has a senior party i don't know if there's a parents meeting or something like going on if there is not yes i will be there
0: do you hope your son's senior party is more tame than your senior party yeah my <laughs>
1: Look, it's from, Let's just stop right there yeah. for a
0: second. Do you you hope that senior party is nothing but um you know swimming and cupcakes and home by ten. Hey,
1: Matt, <laughs> here's how senior parties are done the, uh, Okay, in this in this day and age. Okay, yeah. Our senior parties
0: Sorry to the DeSoto Arts Council. We're going to switch this.
1: Our senior parties probably got a little. It was was a little crazy. There there were no pictures to take. There were no camera phones. None of that happened. Now, Matt, senior parties, at least senior parties at North Point, are from 3 to 7 in the afternoon. Okay. It's not bad. Okay. With parents. Ooh. Okay. So parents and their children come to a, a, a pool party. A pool party. They're gonna have an inflatable water slide.
0: I'm just picturing this, and, I, and the only dad that can probably take their shirt off would be broken elbow and all. Well, broken elbow <laughs> and
1: all I will not be taking it all because I do have I do have, I do have skin cancer issues. Oh
0: gosh. But um yes yeah, so that's another show. I yeah,
1: well, you know, you know the basal cells. Those years anyway. Of abuse. Go ahead. Yes. Uh yeah so three to seven uh, with parents uh, at a one of the houses of, of okay. the students okay uh, actually it's in Hernando which is good for us yeah of um, and you know they have a pool they're actually getting one of the inflatable water slides okay all, right. all that kind of stuff so it sounds like it will be a good time but okay. a good family time so not probably not anything like our senior party. So
0: three to seven parents leave at seven I mean how's that work? I mean perfectly fine with me I don't have a problem <laughs> you under like you okay you you're I, I'm totally okay. Understood. hey
1: he's a senior. Have some yeah, fun. Right. Have some exactly. fun. I'm okay without mom and dad. Do, do I need to leave at five? If I need to leave, just tell me I need to leave at five. Yeah. I will leave at five. If
0: you want to go to the senior party, email Sheila's Sharon S-H- S <laughs> H. <laughs> that
1: is not. Please don't have my wife call. Oh, please do not exactly. call Sheila
0: exactly. Sharon. Exactly. Hey, good luck with that. First Friday Back Porch Party, the Soto Arts Council, seven to nine on August sixth. Derek may or may not be there. Just you know, for the listeners that want to show up to see Derek, but definitely something coming up. Derek, August twenty first, scavenger hunt by the Hernando Parks and Rec Department. Just a huge thing that we do here in Hernando, which is a lot of fun. Uh, I do have to ask this. A several, t- I think multi-time winner.
1: I, I think at least twice. At yeah.
0: least twice yeah. winner. Yes. Is she allowed to participate as an alderman now? I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm going to say that. I would agree.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say that's a conflict of interest.
0: Be- did she know that before she ran for alderwoman because she may have not run because of that thing? I
1: would say <laughs> I'm gonna say she probably had not thought about it. Exactly. Actually, you know, there, there are the grand prize for this is a thousand dollars by winning this thing. So um, she's done very well winning this a couple times. May have she may could make more winning this I every was gonna year say, yeah, than all, being an
0: Alderman. Yeah, Ottoman make twelve hundred a year. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. All right, what you got?
1: All right, so the it's the twelfth annual citywide scavenger hunt. It takes place on August twenty first. Uh that is a Saturday, August twenty first. However, the registration is by August sixth. Yes. So by August sixth you have to register forty dollars per Per team, there will be a ten dollar late fee if it's after August sixth, and the hunt will start at eight thirty a.m. on August twenty-first. Now, those of y'all who have never done this before. What you do is the city uh, parks department will give you a list of items you have to find around the city, or maybe you have to take a picture of in front of this uh, around the city, or um, maybe you have to. Uh, find some remote location. I mean, that's, or you may have to go somewhere and do some kind of dance or film yourself doing something. It's very, very fun. My family did it for a couple, I think really the first two years they had it, my family uh, did it, or at least I think one year was the whole family. Next year it was me and my kids. It's a great time, but you say, okay, well, that's fun. Well, but no, they don't outright tell you. You have to, everyone has a clue. You got to figure out the clue. And then what you'll do is you'll see people driving around in cars. It takes about three hours-ish. It starts about 8.30. Usually, teams have turned in by lunchtime, uh, and then they do an announcement um, at the evenings that's at a restaurant somewhere. I don't see where it's listed yet, but they'll go to a restaurant. They'll sit down. They'll call out the winners, and again, the winning team is based on accuracy first yeah. of all the stuff that they've asked you to find and then time second whoever turned it in if you know if two people got them all right then whoever turned it in first august 6th for the registration august 21st i think it's like teams of up to five four or five and again it's a great time have your family come out there usually they have team names they go around and you'll see people sprinting around you may be pulling up to one place while somebody else is leaving so it's a good time great thing that the parks department done they've done it for golly close to a decade now 12 years uh, Twelve years. annual yes Was it? Oh, I did say that. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, The twelfth annual. So done for twelve years. And uh, again, if you've never done it, and and you'll be in town that weekend, I highly suggest that you you know you and your family do this.
0: August twenty first must turn in on August by August sixth to avoid a ten dollar penalty. Ten dollar late fee. Yeah, late fee. August twenty first, eight thirty in the morning. Scavenger hunt put on by the Hernando Parks and Rec. Just a really neat thing that they do every year. That's become a tradition in Hernando. And of course, we do joke around. uh, The Alder woman. Uh, She's just sharp. I mean, there's no other way to put it. She's just good. Good With clues, good with stuff, very organized. Which She's also married sense. to
1: somebody that basically went to middle school and high school. Oh, right? he knows so, all, yeah, he yeah. knows all the history. Yeah, for
0: yeah. sure. You're married to somebody that from Hernando, too, but uh, yeah, does, does, not it, just, <laughs> does not have the history, does not have the history, does not have the history. Well, look, our last one for the day, September 10th. Something that's very important to the How to Barbecue Right shop, our studio sponsor, Rochelle, sent this to Derek to uh, just start announcing this on September 10th. Uh, how to Barbecue Right Shop will be involved in something called Shotguns and Sunflowers, which will be uh, raising money for the Palmer Home. The Palmer Home has actually uh, been on our podcast before. So many of you guys, our listeners, know what the Palmer Home is. West of town, out in New the Palmer Home is an amazing place. Uh, research that at palmerhome.org if you'd like to learn more information. Going to be having something called Shotguns and Sunflowers. We're getting way ahead of it. September 10th, which is a Friday. September 10th, Malcolm and Rochelle with How to Barbecue Right Shop will be providing the lunch. That's why it's important to them as far as letting people know. But they're looking for sponsors, Derek. We're not going to go buy the sponsors, but we are going to tell you how they can learn more information. What you got for September 10th? Shotguns and sunflowers.
1: All right, so the, yeah, they are looking for sponsors. Now, the sponsors range, basically, you know, they can all up to $10,000. Uh, however, but you can do individual teams. Individual teams would be $1,000. So basically in teams of four, uh, so basically $250 a person, and you will be competing. Uh, the Shotguns and Sunflowers, it is a clay shooting tournament, and this is going to be their second annual one. They did do it last year, uh, I guess last year. I'm not sure. Didn't they? I don't know if they skipped a year, but it is the second annual. Uh, the tournament teams will shoot a variety of targets, each to win coveted prizes, and of course, you have bragging rights if you win. After the tournament, the guests will enjoy appetizers and libations, followed by awards, A Bloody Mary bar, and then, uh, as you mentioned, a delicious Southern-style lunch uh, barbecue from Malcolm Reed, pitmaster and owner of How to Barbecue Right. Uh, That will put grandmother's cooking to shame. So again, he's going to be grilling on site. You can talk to Malcolm uh, after shooting, before shooting. uh, Kind of maybe get some tips on what he does. Maybe he can go watch his YouTube channel and impress him about something that you know that he already told you on YouTube. (laughs) Whatever you want to do. But just go out there, support. Again, great, great calls. Uh, All the proceeds going to the Palmer Home Friday, September 10th. Uh, Go, again, the, the link that we have, we're going to put it on our Facebook page because it's pretty long to read out. We'll put it on the Facebook page. Go there. Or again, you can just Google... shotguns and sunflowers sporting clay tournament in hernando mississippi and be able to go there and and, uh, register your team or sponsorship
0: and look we're we're going to jump on that from an announcement standpoint shout out standpoint mainly because they're looking for sponsors so they're about uh, give or take 50 55 days out looking for sponsors if you're interested in in sponsoring that shotguns and sunflowers for palmer home definitely important to the uh rochelle and malcolm with how to barbecue right shop so that's why we wanted to uh mention that as our studio sponsor Speaking of sponsors, Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs, whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, anything like that on the outside of your commercial or residential property, reach out to Richard and his team for assistance. You can give them a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find Richard and his team on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. DeSoto
1: Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants, implant-supported dentures, and Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662 429 5239
0: North Mississippi Dumpsters is a local small business that offers service 7 days a week. They currently service DeSoto, Marshall, Tate, and Tunica counties. For more information about North Mississippi Dumpsters, visit their website, desotodumpsters.com. That's desotodumpsters.com to learn about pricing, book a dumpster, set up the time to be have it removed. Anything you need, it's all right there at deSotoDumpsters.com. The Joe, the owner, has asked me to mention in addition to the dumpster rentals, they are now offering junk removal and new construction cleanup. Junk removal simply means that they will deliver, load, and haul away your debris. The new construction cleanup is great for residential contractors. They deliver your dumpster, clean up the site, haul off debris, and do a final interior cleaning. It is a one-stop shop for a construction project. Reach out to Joe and his team today at 901-299-0916. That's 901-299-0916. Again, if you are a residential home builder, whether you're building three homes a year or 30, reach out to Joe and his team at 901-299-0916. Thanks again to North Mississippi Dumpsters. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services
1: has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your loan looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419. Again, 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you
0: want it green, call the king. Well, Derek, before we sign off for our second show of this week, as we mentioned uh, most times, we uh, end up speaking a little bit about sports. Football is right around the corner. The main thing we're going to talk about football, we're working on getting in touch with the football coaches for the schools that we uh, cover. Uh, we are definitely looking forward in August, going to go very heavy in football through our usual stuff we do on Thursdays as we preview the game. I'm sorry, on Friday mornings, as we preview the games. And then on the following show, the following week, we talk about the games that happened last week. So really looking forward to a wonderful time there when it comes to football. Have some great interviews coming up. We really appreciate our sponsors and people continue to listen as we continue to grow here at the UTW Podcast. Look, if you're interested, we have a few more spots when it comes to advertisers. Now's a great time to jump in through the rest of the year. Our football shows are typically our most listened to shows. So our fall of 2021, we're only going to grow. If you need information about advertising with the podcast, email us at underthewatertowerinfo@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Again, under the water tower info at gmail.com. If you know us personally, send us a text, reach out to us. We're offering advertising through the rest of the year definitely want to take advantage of a wonderful time here with football in DeSoto County as big as it is well look if you enjoy what you hear each and every week find us on Facebook at UTW podcast on Instagram at UTW podcast and on Twitter at UTW pod Wherever you can hear our voice, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, give us a five star review. Give us, uh, take a couple of seconds, give us a five star review, leave us a note, tell us if you love us, tell us if you don't like us. <laughs> it's pretty much that simple. But we really appreciate you listening to the UTW Podcast. As we mentioned a few moments ago, reach out and find. OB pod OB pod will be interviewing Corey Elselton this week for their show coming up next Monday morning. OB pod. If you enjoy our show, you're definitely going to enjoy OB pod, which covers center Hill, Lewisburg and olive branch, the Eastern side of DeSoto County. On our second show of the week, we always do this. Take your family to church on Sunday. You definitely will not regret it. Take your family to church. Sunday school churches are back open, especially. I mean, you know, Hernando United Methodist Church, where Derek and I attend, uh, was certainly welcome there. But there are dozens of churches in Hernando and all across DeSoto County that would welcome you for Sunday morning. So take your family to church this coming Sunday. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time,
1: Under the Water Tower.
0: Dropped off the prettiest little girl, same grade as me.